We're back on Morning Trade Live. Let's go inside out on energy. For that, we welcome in Neil Dingman, Managing Director, Energy Research at Truist. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for joining morning, us Caroline. on the show. Thank you. All right. So, you know, I was saying there's very little green on my screen right now, but one thing that is higher is crude at this point, up modestly, up about four tenths of a percent, trading around $85. So, still well off of those earlier highs this year due, of course, because of the Ukraine war. But uh, but what's your outlook for oil? Where does it go from here? I, I, I think we sort of tread water for a little while longer. What, what I would say, Caroline, is I don't think crude and, and, and even natural gas is is obviously not immune from the macro inflationary pressures that we're seeing out there. But supply is so limited. Again, whether you're talking crude or natural gas here in the States, or for that matter, crude worldwide, I think that the supply is going to continue to be so limited all the way through the next couple of years that uh, our forecast is, uh, again, by the end of this year, we're back up to 95. And even by next year, I think we're back up over $100. And I'm seeing a note, potential for super spikes next year in both oil and gas prices to 125 plus and $10 plus based on numerous potential drivers. So are those all supply side drivers? And at what point does that kill demand? Or doesn't it matter because supply is so limited? No, great, great, both great questions. Um, I think first on oil, you know, the US and other countries have been tapping so aggressively the SPR that if there isn't a, a hurricane, if there are weather-related, refinery-related, just a host of things that could occur, um, all of a sudden on the supply side, that alone could cause a, a, a basically just that spike that I was referring to. Same thing on natural gas. You have the capacity so limited in the states that same thing, uh, uh, a hurricane, um, a pipeline going down, any of these things, um, a deep freeze in the U.S. this coming winter, any of those things could cause, uh, as I said, a super spike on both those sides. But you're right, to me, on inflationary adjusted, it seemed like we saw the last time that oil got around, roughly around $100, $125 WTI, that demand did start pulling off. So to your question with demand destruction, that's probably about where that number begins to be see some of that demand destruction. So let's talk about what companies stand to benefit from these super spikes in oil and just ultimately higher oil prices, given your forecast for 95 at year end. But just on the large cap space, tell us what you like. Um, I mean, Occidental, even though it's the number one of the number one or uh, number two or three stock right now in the S&P 500 year to date, uh, without any hedges, um, by having a, a, a just tremendous, tremendous both domestic and international business, uh, having OxyChem, and then even having the low carbon ventures. I just think this company is set up exceptionally well fundamentally. Then, of course, Buffett keeps buying more and more shares. Uh, I do think that sooner or later he buys the entire company. It's a perfect offset for Berkshire Energy. Uh, but even before that, I just think this company is set up spectacularly. Uh, one on the natural gas side is Antero Resources. Companies just printing money. Uh, I think in the next six to seven quarters, uh, Antero, symbol AR, could probably buy 25 to 30% of their entire uh, stock position back. But that's a company that's up 113% already year to date. So you think more room to run? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you put it right now, even, even where the company is trading, you said up over 100% year to date, it's still right now reflecting 
about a 30 to almost 35% discount uh, to today's gas strip price. So, you know, again, what I like about Antero, you know, I almost call it zero operational risk, basically zero hedges. Uh, you put in what strip price you want, and I just think there's tremendous upside there. And then on in the small cap space, you like Earthstone, ticker symbol ESTE, as well as Northern Oil, ticker symbol NOG, both big winners this year, although not quite in the triple digit category at this point. Right. Tell us why you like those. Sure, Earthstone's unique. It's done six deals uh, since the early last year. The simple story is after those six deals plus the organic activity, the company is now throwing off almost 500 million of free cash flow versus 50 million last year. So uh, the organic plus the external uh, uh, growth they've had is like none other company that I've seen. Uh, and then number two, you mentioned on Northern Oil and Gas, it's a very unique structure where they take a non-operated position with some of the best operators out there. And what I like about Northern, uh, it's one of the few small cap that's seen its dividend uh, continue to run and, and is gonna continue to do so. They'll do that while I keep doing organic, uh, organic acquisition. So I like for Northern to have the combination of shareholder return plus nice growth. Neil, just quickly, how much do you factor in renewable strategy or sustainability in terms of making these picks? Because that shift to cleaner energy is happening. We may have had a setback more recently, given what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, but the shift is ultimately happening. So how much does that play into, uh, you know, your uh, investment strategy when choosing these companies? You, you have to look at that, Carolyn, on, on every one of them. There is pressure from every one of my companies, not just on their ESG reports anymore, but as I mentioned, like on um, Oxy, they have a pretty decent-sized low-carbon venture business. It's, you know, at this point, it's only about 6 7% of their total CapEx. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, you look at what Oxy's doing, if I do look at, you know, some of my other top picks, like you look at, uh, uh, again, something like a Pioneer, something like a Diamondback, all these others that I, that I cover, um, it's still pretty small overall part of, I mentioned, as far as their capital spending. But I do think that capital spend that they'll have to allocate towards that will probably double, maybe triple by the end of next year. So again, still gonna be relatively low. I mean, even Oxy's I mentioned, 6% today, maybe it goes to 12, 18%. Um, but it definitely is, as you said, ebb and flowing. And, and it, it is you know another two to three years certainly can become a much bigger part of all of these energy companies' businesses. All right, we really appreciate your insights. Neil Dingman, Managing Director, Energy Research at Truist. Thanks so much. Thanks, Carolyn. Now let's bring in Tom White, contributor here on the TD Ameritrade Network to do some trading. So Tom, first of all, good morning. Neil was talking about Occidental Petroleum. It's off about 2.4% right now, trading around 63.50, but he has a price target of $105. So sees a lot of potential upside from here. Thinks Buffett might just buy the whole company. But in terms of uh, trading, how would uh, one go about trading Occidental? Yeah, so I looked at this, uh, maybe giving it a little bit of duration, maybe not expecting it to hit 105 anytime soon. I think that's maybe the way you want to look at it. As opposed to owning the shares, you can use the option market to kind of leverage a bullish position. So I went out to the November monthly cycle here, so about 63 days till expiration. Uh, where I'm going to take advantage of some of my higher implied volatility, we've got the macro overhang uh, today, along with uh, the fact that 
uh, some of these energy names have been trading more volatile. You mentioned Occidental's up nearly 120% so far this year. It's fallen off of four-year highs that we hit about 77 bucks last month. But I looked at this uh, in that respect that, hey, maybe in the next two months, if oil prices kind of stabilize, maybe grind higher back above 90 bucks a barrel, this might uh, take advantage of that due to the correlation to the price of oil and a lot of these names. So buying the 62 and a half strike call, which is currently in the money, that'll act more like the stock. But then uh, as that implied volatility is elevated, selling something against it because maybe I think it's going to go higher, but maybe not much higher than 75. Uh, so I looked at selling the 75 strike call against my long 62 and a half, 12 and a half dollar wide call vertical. You're paying roughly about a $4.50 debit. So that means your break even is going to be right at that $67 level. That's only about 5% above the current share price in Occidental. So you don't need a massive move on this, but if you think it's going to grind higher, get back above that $70 level, just below those four-year highs, about 75, this might be the way to play it. You're risking only 450 for that thing to potentially expand to $12.5 if it gets above 75 at expiration in the next two months. All right, so thanks for that bullish trade for OXY. Now we're uh, talking APA Corp. It's off about 4.5% today, but a big winner year to date. So what's the trade there? Yeah, same thing here. It's about up nearly 50% so far in the year, so it's had a great run. And, you know, these names are highly correlated to price of oil. Uh, so I looked at this one a little bit differently. It pays about a 2.5% dividend yield, Caroline. So I want to take advantage of that, maybe a paid-to-wait type strategy here in APA where you still think there's some upside, but maybe it's uh, limited in nature where you can own the shares and collect that dividend yield uh, by owning the shares and then also selling an upside call to gather some more yield on this type of position. So looked at a covered call strategy where for every 100 shares of stock I buy, I'm gonna sell one of the October 45 calls against that. My debit's gonna be about 39 or 38.90 on that. That's uh, nearly 4% below the current share price. So I've got that cushion to the downside. This type of strategy allows me to buy the shares, but I'm buying them at that nearly 4% discount to where it's trading. I'll be able to collect that dividend yield of about 2.5% annually uh, on this uh, stock. And then as you get closer to October expiration over the next 35 days, you can roll or adjust that short uh, call that you sold against your long stock position, either to another weekly or monthly cycle, creating credits and lowering your break-even point. So more of a paid-to-wait type strategy here for APA. All right, we'll leave it there. Tom White, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks.